I want to be a better vehicle. I want to be there for my children. I want to be a better mother, a better partner to my husband. I want to be a better community member. And my body is holding me back. All of the choices that I was making before were taking away from my life. They were not adding to it. And so this whole idea that what Fit Mother gave me was a structure to work within and was these guidelines. And a lot of times people see that as restricting, but really it's not a restriction at all. Like when you live within certain laws for your body, um, it's freedom. It's really freeing and it adds to your life and it allows you to go out and accomplish and really increase your joy. Hey there, my friend, and welcome to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. This is Dr. Anthony Balducci, your host and the founder here at the Fit Mother Project. And I shoot these episode intros pretty much immediately after I get off the call. And this one, I just got to say, is particularly special because you're about to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing Fit Mothers named Megan Parr. And Megan went through an incredible transformation with our Fit Mother programs. I mean, she lost weight. She completely reversed the cycle of depression and overeating and feeling out of control. And she just took her health and her life back and proved her kids and her family. But in this episode, we get to so much deeper stuff than just that, just the routines, just the food she changed. We get into like, I think the heart of transformation. We talk about Megan's spiritual shifts that she's made, the alignment she now has in her life and in her family. The whole time in this conversation, I am nodding. My heart is just so full. So I really want to encourage you to listen to this one all the way through. Listen to Megan's story, draw inspiration from it, draw reflection from it. And whether you're one of our fit mothers, you've been through the journey and you're hearing about Megan talk about some of the workouts and the stuff she did and some of the fasting and you're like, yeah, I'm doing that. Or if you're someone completely new who just wants to change her life and really know that you can reinvent yourself at any age and find your purpose, find your joy, find your love, and connect deeper with yourself and your spirituality, this conversation with Megan hits on all of that. It's absolutely amazing. The stuff Megan talks about is our Fit Mother program. She talks about some of the workouts involved and, of course, the different steps that she goes through to create this transformation. So I want you to stay tuned. Enjoy this incredible conversation with Megan Parr, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. All right, Megan, welcome to the Fit Mother Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. And before we get into your incredible story and your Fit Mother journey, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and then we'll get into your Fit Mother journey. All right. Well, thanks for having me. So my name is Megan Parr. I am 38 years old. I've been married to my husband for 18, almost 19 years now. We have four children. It goes boy, girl, boy, girl, ranging in ages from 17 all the way down to 10. We moved to Colorado about three years ago and then down to Colorado Springs about a year ago. We love to be active together. We love to be outside. We kayak and disc golf and camp and do all those fun things together. So family is really important to us. So take me back to March of 2020 when you joined the Fit Mother Project, but just a little bit before that, what prompted you at this point in your life to start to look at your health and fitness and like wanting to make a change. What was going on? Where was your health at? What had built up to this point? I just kind of want to get a picture before we talk about the changes you ended up making. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I was married young and I started having children young and I've never really had to work on staying fit or work on maintaining a weight. But as soon as I started having um, babies, the weight just kind of started piling on and I never lost it in between having babies. So had developed really, well, I had just never developed really good habits. So I had a lot of really bad habits, a lot of self-indulgence, sort of no limits. You only live once, sort of my attitude a lot. You need to just enjoy life. I love food. I love cooking. I love baking. I kind of share my love through food. And I feel like that's an important part of family time and togetherness. So just kind of a combination of those things had just really packed on the pounds. And it kind of hit me probably a year or two after my last baby that I was not where I wanted to be. This is not what I would I wanted to be for the rest of my life. And so I had tried doing different things here and there on my own. Usually my husband and I both had and never really lost more than maybe five pounds at a time. It never lasted more than three months. And then I would just go back. I would quit and go back to my old habits because I just didn't see enough results and just really didn't know what I was doing. And so we had actually got to a point at the end of 2019, my husband actually joined Fit Father Project in November over Thanksgiving weekend. So great time to start. (laughs) He actually had been looking for something for several weeks or so before that. He just was looking for help. He wanted help. And found Fit Father Project and said, would you look over this? I just want you to take a look at this and tell me what you think. And we were reading over it. And I like, this makes so much sense. This is amazing. Go for it. It wasn't for me, though. You go for it. And so he did. And he had incredible results. And quite quickly. And so I had actually reached out to a gal who works with a different program at that point. Because she'd had some really great results, too. And I talked to her about it. but. The program she described to me just really didn't jive. It was very expensive. It was like $150 a month just for me. I was going to provide some food for you and some things that I wanted to learn by myself. Like I wanted to know what I was doing. I wanted to be given education skills to know what to do for myself. I didn't want someone to tell me what to do for the rest of my life. And so I had just got to this really low point of feeling pretty hopeless myself, that nothing was going to work for me, that it works for my husband, but that's because men always lose really fast and women don't. So I thought, yeah, that's great for him. I had actually signed up. I ran a 5K at the, toward the end of that year, trying to kind of jumpstart myself. And I'll never forget, I went walking. We went to go purchase some running shoes and I saw myself in a window and I thought, who is that person? That cannot be me. And how is that person going to go run a 5K? (laughs) And I have a sister who's very fit and was a personal trainer for a while. And I ran the 5K with her and I've never been more embarrassed. (laughs) I did it. I finished it. But I kind of was trapped in this place of comparison and just stuck and unhappy and feeling like there was nothing that I could do. I was just stuck. And that's inter- my husband said, guess what? I can get you the Fit Mother Project for 30 days. Do you want to try it? And I had really reached like my end point where I couldn't fit in my life jacket anymore. I didn't have endurance that I used to have. I couldn't keep up with my family on hikes anymore. I was always in the back. Had to take lots of rest. Couldn't do the things that I wanted to do anymore. 
And that really hit me hard. And I thought anything is worth trying at this point. <laughs> so that's when I signed up for the Sit Mother Project. Man, I feel all of that. And so you sign up in March of 2020. What's it like for you as you get into the Fit Mother program area? And certainly this is a program that's all about self-empowerment and plenty of studying. So you have a meal plan, you have a workout to start reviewing. What is the beginning phase of your journey look like in terms of like starting to build that initial momentum and kind of learn the plan and the structure? Yeah. So I was really lucky that my husband had been doing Fit Father Project and that he was a support. He was a major support to me. And the fact that we could plan our meals together was exciting. He was cooking more. I've always done all the cooking, but he had started cooking so that he could eat the food that he knew he needed to be eating. And so we kind of started sharing that responsibility, which was really fun, actually. And we find that we really enjoy food prepping together, that it kind of, I don't know, it's like a, almost like a date night, sort of. It's a lot of work, but it's kind of fun to just be in the kitchen together. And so It was really great that we had meal plans, some recipes sort of lean on that first month because that really helped sort of ease me into it. But really in my mind, something just clicked. When I wrote my mission statement, it was very eye-opening. Like you really have, it's taking a real honest look at yourself in the mirror when you write that mission statement, if you're honest with yourself about it and you allow yourself to really be vulnerable in that. It takes you to this place of like, um, almost desperation. Like I'm doing this. And I just started, I just started working out. I just put the shoulder to the grindstone and just said, I'm going to start these workouts. And my husband, I remember he said, you might want to start the apex 10 with no weight or five pounds. I'm like, no, you know, that's, that's way too low. And he's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and sure enough, I started with five and ended up dropping to like no weight <laughs> because it was really challenging but my kids were there watching me, which was a big motivation. They would sit there and watch me do the workout and nothing pushes you to get through to the end of the workout, like having your children watching you and your husband there cheering you on. So we were meal prepping together. We started taking walks every night together and I just made time. I made time for what needed to be done. Mm -hmm. You're busy, you know, four kids. When did you start making time? I mean, to be able to start to exercise requires a couple of things. One, you get to this point where enough's enough through the mission statement, where you have some intrinsic fire. You're like, I need to make a serious change. But then two, you actually have to start to make some time. You need to start scheduling things, which often means doing things differently, either in the morning or the evening or the afternoon. So what started to work for you? When were you making this kind of sacred time in your busy schedule for moving your body and exercising? Yeah. So in the beginning, that's a very good point. And actually, I kind of want to step back a little bit to mm-hmm. before this Fit Mother Project. I struggled with depression and I struggled with a lot of negative self-belief and self-talk. And so, you know, allowing yourself a little bit of a break is fine. You know, a day or two or whatever you need to be restful and kind of rejuvenate and refresh yourself. But I was taking like weeks where I just didn't feel like doing anything. When that happens, it affects the way that you see yourself. I started to see myself as lazy and worthless. I'm sorry, I'm going to cry a lot. So getting to the point where I was starting to schedule my day and make time for things was huge. That was huge for me because that was never a possibility in the past. So 
there was a couple of different things. I've actually, it's changed as I've come across different challenges over the last almost two years. In the beginning, this was during COVID, so everything was shut down. My job had ended and we were all home. And so I would just get up and get my workout in around nine o'clock, 9.30, because I was having my breakfast at 10.30. So I just decided to give me an hour before. I'll get my workout in so that then I can eat. So that's the way it started being a stay at home mom. Now, like that's kind of what I've gone back to. I typically work out around nine, nine 30. If I, I'm able to plan my weeks ahead now, that's one of those skills that Fit Mother Project taught me. And so now I plan ahead. And like this morning I was up at six 30 because I knew I had an appointment and then I had this. So I got my workout done earlier. Never, ever would I ever have thought I'd get out of bed at six 30 in the morning ever which is so fantastic because before it was just so difficult just to drag myself out of bed to say goodbye to the kids in the morning and get their lunches done and get them out the door. So they, they're seeing mom in her pajamas struggling to get out of bed to get them ready and out the door. Well, now mom's up and moving and before they are, you know, sometimes. So it, there was one point where I had a job where I had to wake up. I had to start at six o'clock in the morning. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do? Because I have to get those workouts in. Like, this is no compromise. Like, I have to. And I woke up at 4.30 every morning to get my workout in, to start work at 6 o'clock. That never, ever was that something. I'm sure I shocked the world when I did that because (laughs) (laughs) 4.30 is a rough hour. It's dark outside, but I just was really determined. And I had seen so much growth that there was no way I was going to give it up. So, and I love it and it makes me feel good. So I've kind of been lucky enough to be flexible in how I schedule that mornings are my top priorities. And it's really mornings have become a joy. Like they've become my favorite time of day where they used to be the worst time of day. Yeah. I track with all of that. I mean, that is incredible. Just being able to empower yourself. I think exercise you know, it's funny when you look at like weight loss journeys and you know this intimately, like nutrition is by far the most important part for moving the weight. Yet exercise is probably the most important part for exerting personal power and building like emotional momentum and determination. It seems like you were working on both those fronts. What did you do for your nutrition in the day? What worked for you in terms of like making some go-to standardized meals, your first meal at 1030 or stuff you had for lunch and dinners for your family? I'd like to talk a little bit about nutrition and then we'll keep on going. Yeah, absolutely. So breakfast shake has always been my go-to breakfast. It's just easy. It's a no-brainer. And when you start your day out making good choices, the rest just kind of follows. You don't want to mess that up. You really have no desire. I haven't felt like when I start my day out right in the morning, then I really don't want any of the junk later in the day. Food is powerful. It's amazing. So the breakfast shakes have always been my go-to. Every now and then when I just don't feel like drinking my breakfast, I'll have eggs or like we will make egg cups with lots of veggies in them and egg whites. And those are really quick and easy in the morning and they store well. And then we just use the perfect plate. So we would prepare a bunch of proteins and veggies and healthy carbs and literally just put one together and go. Now, we don't food prep as often now just because I feel like whole shopping has changed. What I have in my fridge and my pantry has changed so drastically and has become a habit that I feel like we just have a lot of quick, good things to grab easily now. Like I don't have to prep quite as much. I'm going to have a really busy week. I do, but 
I eat my breakfast at 10.30 and then I have a healthy lunch at 2.30 and then we eat dinner about 6.30, between 6.30 and 7 when my husband gets home. So Nice. Yeah. With the kids, it was a little more difficult because, I mean, they're older. I have much older children. They're in, they're in the stages of teenagehood. And so we do try to, like once a week, we have some of their favorite foods, you know, and I just prepare that for them. And a lot of times I won't eat it. My husband and I will go out and eat <laughs> and they can sit at home and have their macaroni and cheese and whatever it is that I just don't really care for anymore, which has been surprising. My taste has totally changed. So, or, or we try to kind of do a lot of meals that are like build your own so that there's lots of healthy options out there, but there's still something, you know, the kids can still put their cheese on their taco bowl. I'll use my case of fresco or whatever it is, but because I want them to remember I want them to have good memories at home right now and, but still be teaching them healthy choices. So it's been kind of a balance between the two. Yeah. A lot of very subtle wisdom in the stuff you just shared. I want to highlight a couple of points. One, it's in the beginning when you're starting these journeys and you're building momentum, it's like you really lean into the structure and you be like very regimented with it because that builds you momentum and it gets you results. It just works. But like as you progress, what you found is that you were becoming like just more unconsciously competent. Like you just get the rules so then you can start to play a little more and it doesn't have to be as regimented because you know what your go-to options are. You have more habits and skills. The family's more integrated. And I love that like the subtle thing about something like a taco bowl that has the options, you can make a perfect plate, but they could be throwing tortillas or a lot of rice and cheese on their kind of situation. And it works for everyone involved. So that's very powerful. Now I'm curious, like what does a shopping cart look like today for you versus like what it would have looked like for you, like maybe in 2019 or something like that, when you're filling things up and purchasing, what are things that you're not putting in your shopping cart anymore that used to be stuff that you were? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because we've never really been, I was just raised, the way I was raised, we didn't really eat a lot of prepackaged foods. And so I didn't have a ton of that. I used a lot of veggies and fruits in my cart before, but never as much as I have in there now. There, I mean, my cart is loaded from the produce section, but I definitely, I got to think about this one because I think, I think it's just less, we had definitely got to a place Here's the thing. I had started working and we had definitely gone to a place where there was getting to be lots more prepackaged things because I just didn't have the time and I just needed something quick that the kids could do. And so, you know, lots, there was getting to be lots of corn dogs and you know, chicken nuggets and kid food, the frozen waffles. But I really have always believed in whole ingredients and food from the earth. We never really did soda. We never, but you know, maybe I don't, I definitely just have a lot of fresh like a lot. And the kids have, I think, learned how to, how to do that better with the you know, celery and peanut butter or apples and peanut butter or cheese stick and an apple. Like their snacks have changed a bit. We did pretty good. We just didn't know how to put it together. Yeah. It's a great answer. You know, like how to put it together correctly. Yeah. And we definitely had a lot more times when we were a lot more lenient. And I think you don't realize how often you've become lenient until you really clean it up and put that structure and that self-discipline back into your life. And you're like, Oh, Maybe I was a bit more free with things than I thought I was. (laughs) Did you experience like some of these, what I'll call almost like a negative feedback loop where you're on the plan, you're doing really well. And then like small deviations, whether it's a free meal, cheat meal kind of situation or just something would give your body feedback. Wow. I feel pretty crappy. 
Yes. Like talk to that if you experience that. Yeah, huge. And you know, I also would say that also to the shopping question, the shopping cart. Also, we were eating out a lot more. So my brain just automatically went to my grocery shopping, but we had actually started eating out a lot, drinking a lot more soda when we ate out. I never kept anything in the home, but we had definitely started going out more and indulging like getting treats every week, a couple times a week. We realized we were making baked goods. I was letting my kids bake like almost every day. So those I think were the biggest habits that changed. But I, yeah, absolutely. It's actually interesting to me that different things trigger my body in a different way. So I can still once a week, I can still have a cookie and feel fine. But there are certain things that gosh, like pizza, pizza makes me feel terrible. <laughs> we had these tacos the other day and I think I got some queso. It was my indulgent meal and I got some queso and I felt terrible. My husband and I both walked out of there feeling awful. We said, oh gosh, not worth it. Not even worth it. Things like, oh, Chick-fil-A. And now I just cannot eat it. I remember the first time I decided to get Chick-fil-A as my indulgent meal that week. And I felt horrible. So I love that. To me, when that happens, it's like, it's exciting because it really cements. I am doing the right things for my body. And my body really does speak to me. And I love eating this other way. I don't need that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like communication and learning. Like you clean up the system, you get rid of this background noise. And then when you get a response, you'd be like, oh, and I love what you said about the cookies because you do find your things that are stuff you legitimately enjoy and that fill you up with like warmness and happiness, comfort foods, if you will, but work with your body. I'm the same way. Cheese, cheese messes me up. It's sad, but it just is what it is. So you just find the other things that totally work. And I love that. Now, I want to talk about your just your weight loss journey and the mentality of that, because as you're starting to do the exercises and cleaning up nutrition, you're losing weight. And I imagine that the first 10 pounds are kind of different than the second 10 pounds that are probably different than the third 10 pounds in terms of maybe the rate, in terms of what you know and how you feel at each of those stages. If you reflect back on everything you've gone through, how would you kind of describe the trajectory of the journey? Like what the process felt like at the different stages if you felt that there were like distinct phases as you're losing weight? So I was a very consistent five pound a month loser. And my body was so stubborn in that it would only drop after a fast, after a 24-hour fast day. Then it would drop down and it would maintain that for the rest of the week. And then it wouldn't drop down again until I fasted the next week. Once we started the fast in the beginning, it was fine, five pounds a month. So I, I thank goodness for this Facebook group, the support group, because I remember seeing some people who were just dropping so much weight so fast and thinking, Oh, like, why is mine so slow? But then I'd always be reminded like, slow and steady wins the race. This is going to be maintainable and sustainable. And so that was really exciting to me. Mentally, I would just tell myself, you're making sustainable lifestyle changes for forever, come what may with the weight loss. So in the beginning, it was really exciting because I'd never lost five pounds in one month before. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think I finally found something that my body is actually responding to. And then as you get, what's really fun about the phases is you kind of start to not get bored, but maybe get good at 
that first phase or that first month within the phase. And then the exercises changed. So it's this whole new, I felt like every phase was like the same as the last, as far mentally, as far as it's a challenge again. You're like, Ooh, I'm being challenged again, which is exciting because it means I'm going to progress again. I've got something, something new to do and I'm going to go places with it. So I feel like I was pretty consistent. I should go back and read all my Facebook posts from the beginning. I think that would be a fun thing to do to really see how I progress. Because as I look back, I feel like really it just becomes more cemented as you're moving along. It starts out as, okay, I'm trying it. It's working and that's great. But then as you continue to cycle through the next several phases, they just build on each other mentally more than anything where you're finding yourself going, that last phase was really hard. And that peak 11 was really hard, but I did it. Like I did it. I made it through. So I can make it through this next one too. And people started noticing, people started saying things. It just starts to become, it just kind of slowly becomes a part of your natural life and your your natural habits. So I kind of feel like I gained this mental toughness over the course and this confidence in myself Totally. and excitement over challenges over the course of time. And I learned I would hit roadblocks, but I learned how to get around them. And the Q&As in the Facebook groups are fantastic for that because you just continually have support and you continually have people that are helping you troubleshoot and try new things and people are posting new recipes and what's worked for them when they hit a stall out. It's so personable. And so I feel like there was, it really was a transformative process, not just physically. I really feel like for me, our biggest and most important transformation happened within myself, within my own mind. And I don't know if that answers your question. (laughs) Oh, it totally does. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm just thinking about the version of Megan that had trouble getting out of bed and would have weeks of effectively, right? Depression and just lethargy to the Megan now that is seeking out challenges because she feels activated and is just kind of like glowing with life and vitality. I mean, that's better than any amount of like scale weight loss, right? But it all comes as one big package. Now, were there any like particular non-scale victories that were really meaningful for you? So for those who are listening in the program, we talked about these NSVs. Like we like to track weight because it's a good thing to just keep tabs on and see how your body's progressing. But the NSVs are, you know, maybe comments that people say fitting into a new type of clothing. Was there anything around like maybe clothing shopping or things that friends or family said that really were meaningful to you along your journey? Yeah. In fact, I feel like if you really want this journey to be maximized, like if you really want to get something incredible out of this program and this type of a journey, it has to be about more than the weight loss. It has to be about more than the scale. And even if that's all you can think about at the beginning, just watch out and pay attention because it is really about whole health. It's so much more. Yes, I absolutely love being able to shop for clothing and not totally dread shopping for clothing because I knew nothing was going to fit right or look right. I'm four foot 11 and very short and they do not make clothing for short wide women. (laughs) It just looks funny on you. And so I would hide myself a lot with big sweaters. I wore a lot of big sweaters. And I remember at the beginning, I remember I had a few friends that said, 
you don't need to lose weight. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, I need to lose weight. And once I did lose the weight and was kind of on this, even in the middle, not even toward the end, those same people would say, oh my gosh, you look great. Like I had no, I really had no idea. And I just, I just hide it well. I just hide it really well under my clothing. And now I can actually shop for jeans. That, and they don't have to have stretch in them. And it's fine. Um, I actually lost, I was a 14 and on my way up to a 16. And now I'm wearing between a four and a six. That is really exciting. It feels good. I can wear the styles I like to wear and feel good in it. One of my friends hugged me and she's like, you're just so teeny, I love it. You know, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. You know, and people comment all the time. It's just, you look so great. And I appreciate that. And that is definitely a part of the process, part of the journey. You do want to look your best, whatever that is. You want to look your best, knowing that you are making the best choices really is the partnership to that. Like you have to have both knowing that you're making good choices reflects in whatever size you are. And so that was really important to me that it's not just the surface changes and how I look, but I will say, I love that I can shop online now and I know what my size is and it comes and it fits me and I don't have to return to the store. So I do love that. That's one of the NSVs, one of the like visual NSVs has definitely been that I just feel, I feel like myself again, actually, you know, I feel like I found myself again. I get that. And what I hear when you're sharing this is the word that came into my mind as you're sharing is like alignment. And the reason that word came to my mind is because it's like your internal decisions and new self-worth and power is aligning with your decisions. That's aligning with this new external reality in terms of how your body shaped and looked. And it's like, everything's aligned. And I feel like when we feel like we're in integrity and aligned in this way, we just feel amazing. We feel like we're flourishing. And for me, this is kind of where this journey becomes immediately a spiritual practice as much as a physical, mental, and emotional one is. Did you ever view things in that way for you? Oh, huge. I'm so glad you brought that up because like, that is really what gets me excited to talk about. In the beginning of all of this, I have always really believed that our bodies are gifts and that we should treat them well. I believe that everything has some sort of rules or structure within itself that it has to live by in order to fill the measure of its creation. You look at the flowers or the sky or the trees, all of those things live by laws. Yeah. Natural laws. Yeah. Yeah. Like to be the best thing that they can be. And it's really the same for us as people with bodies, but as we do the best for our bodies, we really can live our best lives and be our best selves and really grow and progress and, and learn, which is really what we want to do. Like, I don't like staying still and staying stagnant. Like the best thing is finding out that you really can accomplish things you want to do and you have more growing and more, more progress coming your way, right? Like I want to progress. So in the beginning, I actually really paid attention and I asked for help. I believe in God and I asked God for help because I want to be a better vehicle. I want to be there for my children. I want to be a better mother, a better partner to my husband. I want to be a better community member. And my body is holding me back. All of the choices that I was making before were taking away from my life. They were not adding to it. And so this whole idea that 
what Fit Mother gave me was a structure to work within and was these guidelines. And a lot of times people see that as restricting, but really it's not a restriction at all. Like when you live within certain laws for your body, um, it's freedom. (laughs) It's really freeing and it adds to your life and it allows you to go out and accomplish and really increase your joy. And so it's, it's definitely been a very, very big spiritual journey for me in that I had a lot of negative self-talk before and did not feel good about myself. And that affected my relationship with my husband and with my family and with my friends. And once I flipped that around and was taking care of myself, my relationships became better. (laughs) My relationship with my husband has really been strengthened quite a lot. And it's not because of the way we look. It's because of the choices that we're making. It's because we're taking care of ourselves and that feels good. That really was probably the biggest part of my whole journey was just this taking care of yourself. These are the fruits of that, you know, taking care of yourself. And I feel like I can really do all the things I want to do. Oh. I was like perfectly said. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like going to probably have a headache from nodding this entire time. <laughs> and what I think is really cool about this, having had the opportunity to observe so many of these journeys, is it starts out personal. You want to get your power back. You want to become in choice and in alignment and clean the life up. And as a very natural byproduct of doing this and living within these kind of laws we've talked about, and then you start to flourish, and then more joy and love becomes a part of your being. And then you go out into the world without doing anything different than what you were normally doing. You're spreading love and joy. And it becomes a service. Your very nature of being becomes a service to truly, in my opinion, to bless others. And I think that is just like, wow. Imagine if we keep on doing this and we get you know, another 10%, 20%, 30% of people doing this, like how the world will change. The amount of love and relationships you now share, it's like, I really see you're shining. When I saw some of your before pictures, you can just feel where Megan before was at versus the kind of glow that you experience now as a byproduct of everything we've just talked about. It's so beautiful. It really is. It's weighted, right? Like I look at those pictures and I see a weight that I'm bearing that I don't even know that I'm bearing. And I feel like When you treat yourself well, like really, truly well, like the way that you should be, you come to see your value and your worth because it's just this natural connection between making good choices and loving yourself. Mm -hmm. I was making poor choices before and I knew that it was affecting me in a negative way. And so no matter what size I was, as long as I was making good choices, I really started to see my value. The value is always there. It never changes. It's just our ability to see it changes. And that really happens by consistent positive action. So I think that was really important for me to see my value and my worth so that I can help others see the same. So well said. Now I want to wrap this up with a couple more questions. First one is for you, What does it mean to be a fit mother? What does that word mean to you, fit mother? Well, initially, I always picture like muscles and looking good. (laughs) That's the first thing that goes into my mind. But no, I think a fit mother, to me, I really, I feel a unity. When I think of a fit mother project, I feel this unity and empowerment with other, not just women, but kind of as a woman, we're creators. That's just in our natural instinct. And we have a power to empower. 
And, you know, we're oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes we're in the home raising our children and we just have this power to really affect our community and to affect our homes and to affect those around us, our spouses, our friends, our whoever it is. We really have a power to do that. And so I feel like as a fit mother, I really feel like I'm joining hands with all the other fit mothers in the world and fit fathers to create to just create a better world, starting with our within our homes first. And I, I just that's what I see. I see women who are people who are making good choices and giving that to the next generation and really helping them see their worth and their value and their that there's endless possibility. Like you can do and be whoever you want to be. I, I've always hated that saying, but but it really is true in both big and small ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly true once you're on the other side of having reinvented, right? The visual I got when you were sharing that is like the idea of in the body, this body seems like it's one thing, but it's just all these cells, right? These healthy cells that build up into structures. Imagine like our entire human family kind of like that. We have you out there and other fit mothers and fit fathers are improving and believe like the whole human family can start to flourish, but it starts in our own homes and our own communities and our own families, but really with ourselves first. That's the promise of this. And I love it. Now, my final question is, if you could go back and look at Megan, who is sitting in bed at 10 a.m., watching Netflix and feeling like crap, what would you say to her? Knowing that there's a part of her inside that wants to do better, but can't start to move it yet, what would you share? And I think this is also for women listening to this who are like super inspired by what you've shared and want to want to get going. What kinds of things would you share for women at the beginning of this journey? You just really want to make me cry. <laughs> you just want me to cry again. <laughs> um, yeah, this is actually the most important thing I think I could say today. And I'm already crying before I even get it out because I actually just recently had a really good conversation. <laughs> I've been lucky to have a lot of support within Fit Mother, but I've also had support outside of it. I with some really dear friends of mine. And recently I sort of hit a breakthrough mentally and emotionally. I was talking to my friends about some of the things that I wanted to accomplish I have new goals and I really want to accomplish them. And she, she said, but I was kind of worried about being able to do it. And she said, you know, she was making, you're already an athlete. You're an athlete. Nobody goes out and you're not working out in your garage right now doing an MRT just because you care about your health. She's like, you're doing it because you're an athlete. And she's like, you're already there. You can now go out and do whatever. And I, it really made me, I promise I'm getting around to the question. <laughs> It hit, it hit a wall that I had inside that I didn't know was still there. And that wall came crumbling down. That I still saw myself as that person. Nearly two years ago, I still saw myself as that person. And she's sitting here telling me, no, you're not that person anymore. <laughs> you're not. And I, growing up, I was not fat. But I saw myself as the fat one in the family because I have four sisters and they're all built. I'm built very differently than the rest of them. And so I just always, I just have always seen myself in this one light. I'm the heavy one. I'm the self-indulgent one. I'm 
the one who cooks real fattening. And I just, I'm the one that's just stuck and I'll never make it. And that's that person who you're talking about sitting in that bed. And another friend said to me, I just want to share one of her quotes because it was amazing. What she said to me really clicked and kind of summed up exactly what I would tell anyone. And what I have had to remind myself is that really we often assume that the things that we have to work really hard at are not who we are because we, they don't come naturally. We have to work really hard at them. So they must not be just who I am. That's just not possible for me because I have to work too hard at it. It's really easy. It's a lot easier to define ourselves by the things we do naturally. But really, you become the person that you want to be by your actions and your efforts. You can become anything if you just put that, you really have to put that work and effort into it. It doesn't mean that I'm meant to just be overweight and heavy and lazy for the rest of my life and that's just in my genes. No, like you become your daily actions and your daily efforts over time. That's who you become. And so I guess that's what I really want people to know and what I would remind myself is that when you accomplish something that's really hard, there's really no better feeling in the world than knowing that you have that within you and you do have it within you. You do. You are not your weaknesses. You have the power to turn your weaknesses into strengths. So go out there and do it. <laughs> it was like perfectly said. And I actually, you know, when I think about that and hear that, like, I almost feel that the things that are hard for us, but that we deeply desire inside of us, that's part of the spiritual conquest. It's not like the growth doesn't come from the stuff that you are super good at. It's the stuff that you have to work through to get to, but that you have that desire inside of you that if you're super honest is what you really want. It's like that, which is to be called forth. And it's like, then you're there to go express that and put in the effort to do that. And that's where transformation comes from. And then when you break it down, it comes down to winning the day, winning breakfast, winning 1030 AM, and then winning your workout time. And then that momentum shifts and then you can become Megan Parr this version. And I'm excited to meet the next version. Congratulations on everything. I mean, this conversation made my day, that's for sure. And I hope everyone else listening feels like the way I do. This was just such a beautiful share. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being a truly powerful part of our community. I know I speak for some particular women who have been with you side by side through this, that it wouldn't be the Fit Mother Project without you. So I speak from our team and everyone, like you're walking the walk, talking the talk and God bless you and your family, Megan. Thank you for all of this. Thank you. You as well. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. 
God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast. 